The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved Eli Lilly and Company's obesity management drug, Terzepatide. While the approval of the drug marks a step forward, getting this class of drugs to the right patients who need them continues to be the challenge. Today, we're talking about changing the conversation around obesity. Welcome to Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. I'm Melanie Cole, and joining me is Dr. Robert Kushner. He's a professor of endocrinology and medical education at Northwestern Medicine. Dr. Kushner, I'm so glad to have you join us today. As I mentioned in my intro, the new obesity management drug, terzepatide, was approved. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it was approved for patients who are overweight or have obesity with weight-related medical problems? Sure. First of all, I'm happy to be here, Melanie. Thank you for having me. Terzepatide represents a new class of highly effective medications that are called dual agonists. And what I mean by that is it combines two gut hormones into one molecule. One of them is GLP-1. Now, we know about that from other drugs like loraglutide or semaglutide that have been on the market for a few years now. But in addition to GLP-1, it also contains another gut hormone called GIP. And it's this dual agonist or action that results in even greater weight loss and suppression of appetite. Terzepatide has already been approved for treatment of type 2 diabetes under the trade name Monjero. It was just approved specifically for weight management under a different trade name called Zepbound. Now, this is not approved for weight loss, yes? It is. The drug just a few days ago was approved by the FDA under a separate trade name called Zepbound. It happens to be the exact same compound as the one used for diabetes, but a different trade name. That's so interesting and timely. And in your clinical experience, Dr. Kushner, what challenges have you faced when attempting to shift the focus of obesity discussions from weight loss to broader health considerations? Because as an exercise physiologist myself, I've seen that this is a challenge that we all face in those discussions. And even when we're discussing childhood obesity and with our children, keeping that discussion around health concerns as opposed to just weight gain. All too long, we have been focusing in on weight loss. And in fact, that's often what brings patients into their healthcare professional is I need to lose weight. And we're changing the conversation from just weight loss to improved health. Weight is actually just one marker of health. And we need to get away from the scale when we're looking at success. Instead, we need to be thinking about improved quality of life increased functioning, improved self-esteem, a reduction in diabetes or the need to take medications for hypertension. And part of that I think is rooted in our societal stigma and bias against those individuals living with obesity. When you hear it enough that you're too overweight, you focus on, I need to lose weight and life will be better. So not only are we trying to change the minds and the direction of individuals coming in for help, we're also trying to do that among other healthcare professionals and society at large. Well, that's an important point that you just made in distinction as well, because for providers, which these episodes are, it's important to note those discussions that take place can be uncomfortable and awkward, but yet so important. And so it is 
really, really vital that we get it right when we have a chance to discuss that with our patients. I'd like you to speak about the SELECT trial that was part of the semaglutide 2.4 trial for the prevention of cardiovascular events and the new SELECT trial data that's come out. This really is a landmark study that was just published in New England Journal of Medicine and presented at the recent American Heart Association meeting in their opening session. For the first time ever, a medication that is approved for weight management reduced cardiovascular events in individuals with overweight or obesity and pre-existing cardiovascular disease, and it did so by 20%. And I think what I want to mention on top of that is that these 17,000 individuals from around the world were already receiving optimal management for their cardiovascular disease, taking a statin agent, taking an agent for their blood pressure or for increased clotting. And the drug still resulted in a 20% reduction in major cardiovascular events. This has never been seen before and I think will change, I hope the direction of how we manage individuals who are at high risk, in large part because of their underlying obesity. Well, there are so many comorbid conditions that come along with obesity and are really a part of it. So do you think, Dr. Kushner, that there's a need for a paradigm shift in medical guidelines or recommendations regarding obesity management to better align with the holistic health approach? Because we do have to look at people that have obesity and are living with it as a whole person because of all those comorbid conditions, high blood pressure and cardiovascular events and leg pain, back pain, it all comes into it. So we can't just deal with one. It's got to be so many different factors. You phrased that very well. We need a holistic approach. You know, traditionally, we've thought of obesity as some condition that people brought upon themselves, either because of lack of willpower or low motivation or being lazy or just not having enough desire to take care of themselves. We now recognize obesity as a chronic progressive disease, just like diabetes or hypertension. And it turns out that it is the underlying problem for many of these other complications and comorbidities. There is a slow change towards recognizing obesity as a disease and need to incorporate it in the management of our patients with these problems. In fact, the most recent presidential advisory from the American Heart Association is renaming a syndrome called metabolic syndrome instead into cardiovascular kidney metabolic syndrome and they stage it. And the first stage in this syndrome, which brings all these organ systems together, is extra body fat and dysfunctional body fat. So they are now beginning to look at weight management as foundational to treating all these other complications. In your experiences, and you have incredible expertise in this area, I'd like you to speak to other physicians about how they can contribute to dis- destigmatizing obesity, promoting that more inclusive and supportive healthcare environment. And as you're telling us that in your own interactions, have you found varying attitudes or perspectives on shifting that conversation? I'd like you to speak about how the medical community can really work together to foster a more unified approach. Healthcare professionals vary, of course, from one to another, and I think there are attitudes that are changing, but we still have a long way to go. We need to think about our own biases and stigma when we're seeing patients in the clinic. 
We need to think about the words we use when we talk about overweight or obesity. We need to be sensitive and empathetic when we are talking to patients. Again, words matter. When we call someone obese or lazy or sloppy, they internalize those stigmatizing words and it's hard to move forward with it. We want to ask permission when we broach the topic and we want to be proactive in the care of these patients. So it really starts with looking at your own internal biases, stigma, the words you use, and the attitudes you have to individuals who are living with obesity every day. Well, thank you so much. And as we get ready to wrap up, what approach do you take at the Northwestern Medicine Center for Lifestyle Medicine and what aspects of these initiatives make them so successful? So the Center for Lifestyle Medicine at Northwestern Medicine is an interdisciplinary group practice of medical providers, registered dietitians, and health psychologists, in which we take a holistic approach to helping individuals manage their weight and improve their health. We offer a range of services, beginning with a foundational lifestyle management, and then intensify therapy when needed to pharmacotherapy, drugs like semaglutide and terzepatide that we just talked about, and also offer bariatric surgery services. I think at the heart of what we do is respect and trust in working with our patients. What an educational and informative episode this was, Dr. Kushner. Thank you so much for joining us today. And to refer your patient or for more information, please visit our website at breakthroughsforphysicians.nm.org slash endocrinology to get connected with one of our providers. That concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. Please always remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Northwestern medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for joining us today.